everyone, welcome back to the second episode of Down for the Count. I am Alexis, and with me are two of the best women wrestling fans that I know. On my side here, I have Tiffany. What's up? And on the other side here, I have my good friend, Nicole. Hey, everybody. Hopefully, you're eating sushi like me. (laughs) I thought you got five guys. No, she changed it to fusion. Changed my mind. She didn't want the fries. You are killing me here, man. <laughs> I know I'm the worst. She's trying to be a little bit on the healthy side. <laughs> the audience will soon learn that I am hashtag the worst. <laughs> soon enough. If we ever get t-shirts, that's going to be you. That's your that's your thing, Nicole, the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we got a lot of talk, a lot of stuff has happened since our last episode. Uh, we're definitely going to talk about some wrestling news. We're going to talk about King of the Ring. The XFL's coming back, and just a loaded docket for y'all today. And actually, this is going to be our first two-parter episode. So definitely stick around for that. Guys, we actually made it to episode two. I didn't think this would happen. Yes, thank God. We damn near didn't make it to this episode, though. Yeah. Anchor was tripping. Let's just keep it all the way 100. Yeah. We still love you, Anchor, but y'all were tripping today, so we had to make you. Y'all need to get your shit together, because I just, when before this, I tried to log in, and it crashed on me, too. So I was like, okay. So yeah, something's going on. I don't know what's going on, but y'all, y'all gotta fix it. We still gonna put your little sponsorship in the in the podcast, though. Don't take us out. <laughs> and, insert right. sponsorship here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, speaking of which, also uh, of stuff acting up because my Instagram has been acting like crazy on me this weekend. Um, we do now have social media. Down for the count podcast is now on Instagram and Twitter, so please feel free to follow us there. Um, also, I want to give a big shout-out to ProWrestlingTees.com. Um, they actually followed us before we followed them, and I checked it to make sure it wasn't a dummy or a fake account, and it's a legit follow. So um, thank you, Pro Wrestling Tees. You guys are awesome. Thank you for helping out the, the, the you know, the indie scene, any wrestler not signed to a major, to WWE, hell, even helping out some of the legends and some of the wrestling um, personalities on YouTube, like Ryan Zane from Wrestling With Regret, who I would love to meet. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I like them a lot too. They're funny. He, he's, a, he's a total nice guy. Um, but yeah, thank you, Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, that's actually, I think, my, I, I've peaked. This is like my peak so far. no my peak was no i don't know if i want to call this a peak yet i've i've like communicated with me a lot and um flipboard from nxt uk retweeted me and so had uh mark andrews that's about that's about it that's like my only claims to fame but i don't know i'm hoping eventually someone from british strong style would will communicate with me because I love them. They're the best. Notice me, British senpai. Notice yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, let's get started. Uh, yeah, a lot on the docket today, but first, also, we here at Down for the Count, we want to extend very warm wishes and congratulations 
to Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch for getting engaged. And also now the newly married Mr. and Mrs. Finn Baylor. Congratulations to all couples. I'm very stoked. And isn't that weird? Like when your favorites get married or something good for it happens to them, you're like totally excited for them. Yeah, because yeah, I just kind of feel like you know. Yeah, and I was even though I know I was like really salty about him getting engaged, but I was Finn <laughs> rather. But I was like, she seems really nice. And yeah. I don't know. And I think it's like when you see like even though it's like a very like far away picture and I saw it, I'm like, this is so cute. And I was just it like was and then I got mad and I said this I was like, this nigga sitting in here wearing shorts and fucking suspenders. I didn't oh my see God. the shorts the first oh, time. Oh my god. Again, I'm like, I can't wait to do the fashion files because baroque. <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> I'm offended like, for Bureau. Fitz Finn because he he is basically like a big kid. And I mean, if you're married in an island, I mean, that shit does get hot. So, I mean, yeah, wear linen pants. It's a common trend, though. They, I, I swear to God, I wish I could do it right now. But it's a common trend. A lot of guys, especially celebs, wear short suits. They wear suits and shorts. They do it all the time. And I'm just like, holy shit. It's like, you're a grown man and you've got socks on up to your ankles. Like, come on, son. And the man and the man getting engaged. Yeah, that was cute. I that was I'm really happy for Seth and Becky. They they're really happy together. You can just tell like the way he looks at her and vice versa. Like you can't yeah, you can act like you love somebody, but the way those two look at each other like in pictures or even when it's just like them just they're in character but they're not in character if that makes sense. Yeah. The way they look at each other, you can just tell they like absolutely adore each other. And you know what? Maybe, maybe Becky keeps Seth grounded. Like, cause we got, we can all sit here and agree Seth has grown up since starting in WWE. Yeah. And also, I think this is like a really good testament of being friends with someone for your romantic. Like, that's mm-hmm. just a whole level of, like, intimacy and, like, trust you already have with that person because you're, they're your friend. Like, you tell them stuff and then, um, I mean, it was just, like, they just so happened to be single at the same time and they just started hanging out. And I just think it's just really, like, I keep, I hate keep wearing, saying the word cute, but it really is. And I'm just happy that they're happy. Like, I'm acting like I know them, like, I'm about to be invited to their wedding or something but i don't know it's just really it's just really exciting that would be that would be really cool like hey guys um you know, brand new wrestling podcast would be a great way yeah <laughs> also you know probably for kayfabe reasons they probably won't have like published pictures of the wedding party because i can't not see charlotte so again congratulations to all the happy couples we wish you many many years of happiness and um, cute babies if it's in the future. So we're going to move on now to our newest segment with Nicole. And it's Nicole's cool shit that's not in the WWE but should be. Okay. Hey, guys. So this is mostly going to be about 
um, AEW, but I just want to touch base on a couple stuff. Um, just a brief mention of NXT, which we will get into it later in the show. But just a reminder that obviously they have a new home on USA Network. Congratulations to everyone involved. Trips, all the other old people from DX that also work at NXT, um, all the <laughs> background of all the wrestlers, uh, Matt Bloom, all them, they've they've done a tremendous job and I know they just deserve it. So I'm super happy for them. Uh, one quick thing is, which I'm glad that WWE did this. So uh, with the announcement of it going to um tv on the 18th there were a couple of live tapings tickets that obviously aren't valid because it's going to be live every wednesday so what they did if you weren't um for a couple of tickets that got messed up they offered you a ticket to the free of uh, the first taping no shit really yeah for the first live show and if you couldn't make that live show you were able to contact them and they will get you at a later date so i thought that was really cool especially for the first showing and i was like wow that's awesome so a lot of those people who were just thinking they were just gonna end up going to an nxt taping for just a normal one are gonna end up being the first audience for their first um live event on tv so that is very happy um so very happy for them that's also cool. um also what else is going on so um p um pw revolver had their show in dayton yesterday i'm super sad i didn't get to go but it was um intergender um Basically, it's like a bunch of intergender matches, and it was um, really cool. Like Sally, Sammy Callahan was there, obviously, since he's from Dayton. Um, also, Tessa Blanchard, um, Daga. Um, it was a really cool event. Um, if you guys check out their Twitter and they're posting events, they're, I think they're going to be in Des Moines, Iowa next, and then they will be back in Ohio. Dayton specifically November 15th which I'm kind of thinking about because that's a few days after my birthday so um PW Revolver actually I think that's isn't that the the brand Demi Callahan owns and operates yes do they so do a lot of oh, I'm they, sorry well the weird thing about Dayton because Dayton didn't have a lot of the facilities suited to hold wrestling events for a while if that makes sense Obviously, they had the whole, and I, I'm so mad I can't think of this venue's name, but they had a venue that had a lot of ECW shows at, and it ended up closing down recently. It was just like, it couldn't be used anymore, and it's just, basically, it was just like too much damage, especially from the tornado that happened. It was just couldn't, couldn't be saved anyways. I was kind of yeah. on his last legs at first, and then it was just completely destroyed. So, um... Yeah, so there's a lot of local Dan. That's the same thing with where I live at Toledo. Like, there's a lot of, like, very small companies, but they're also uh, moving. Um, they're also not touring locally, if that makes sense. But speaking of local promotions, so in Toledo, Ohio, we have this promotion called Extreme Chaos Wrestling. So they are officially rebranding to Chaos Wrestling. And they will be having a live broadcast on 
on Facebook Live, and they will also be on um, Fight TV as well, and also Bleacher Report. So that's the huge deal, especially for company in the draft so um eventually work with all those people soon and it's just a very big deal and also gonna start branching out and touring outside the state a lot more so very happy for all those guys and everyone involved yeah and and guys please go support your local indie wrestling it's like your local music scene don't say you support it and don't go just go pay the five bucks to get in pay two bucks for a hot dog and just just watch them swing on each other. Literally, I went to a show, which is, I went to a show like two weeks ago. Mind you, I was very hungover, so this is like my fault. But I literally had, I literally sat front row for, for freaking $15. And I drank a pop for a dollar. And I just had like a good time yelling at eels. And it was just fun. <laughs> so I don't know why people don't that's probably because that's how I grow, grew up going to small shows like that so I don't understand like I love just like the magic and like just everyone just crammed in together like again I just I just love it obviously I love big events but Jesus Christ support your local indie promotions people yes also um I want to do um talk about Capital Wrestling a little bit it's a little bit of a um, smaller brand, um, one of their bigger faces on it is Sunny Kiss, which he had a really great, yes, love Sunny Kiss. He had, um, a really, um, great match over this last episode. And if you guys, so you guys also check them out, they're on Fight TV along with, um, Booker T's promotion as well. And, that's and us also for like my solar companies and i want to get into aew <laughs> first thing first thing for um aew we have um mox john moxley is officially out of all out next week mm-hmm. which i'm super upset about because i was very looking forward to meet him but i want him to get better better his um health is a hundred percent more important than me fucking seeing him i can see him yeah. at another time he can but True. he needs to take care of himself yeah and uh, what i understood about that was that he had a nagging elbow injury and he had that match with pentagon jr anyway despite the injury then he went and decided to go get it checked out and when he checked out he had the same infection that he had last year and they went on ahead and was like no you can't wrestle he's really bummed about it um, I'm a little sad about it too because I, I knew a lot of people wanted to see him, and I know that because I'm, I'm sorry, I I like AEW in terms of the wrestling and the uniqueness of it, but a bitch is not used to paying fifty dollars for a pay per view no more. That's <laughs> <laughs> like ten. I'm used to paying ten bucks to see the pay per views that I want to see. Yeah. So, I was like, I'm just going to have to catch the cliff notes on that one. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm kind of bummed that he's not going to be there. He, I'm kind of bummed he's not going to be there, too, because I know a lot of people were really anticipating this particular match with Omega and Moxley. That was, like, the end-all, be-all for All Out. And it kind of took the wind out of their sails a little bit. But that not by much. 
that was the only reason I was going to watch this damn show. It's because they've been building that match for so long. But, so you, you wasn't going to watch the buy-in with, with all the women on the buy-in? You weren't going to watch that? That's free. The buy-in, yeah, the buy-in's usually free, and I actually like the buy-in. I wasn't for Fighter Fest. I like the buy-in better than the pay-per-view. <laughs> Listen, if I, down, if I turn down anything, if I ever turn down anything free, I've been replaced by a pod person. I didn't get so because yeah, they have a Lucha Brothers, a Lucha Brothers and like a Mexican death match or something like that, and I was excited, but it's gonna be against the Young Bucks again. Of and I just wanted to see Mox versus Omega. Has it been, you know, when you actually have a fight built up so well, you're actually but that's part of the catalyst of them wrestling in multiple promotions. You run the risk of getting injured ten times more than you would wrestling in one promotion. So that's so the also thing I wanted to get into. Me. Because um, reports are um, Ray Phoenix was also injured. Yeah, the no. same day, hours later. His yep. um, first reports were that his leg was broken. His leg isn't broken. Um, and confirmed by a couple other sources, one of them being um, Taya Valkyrie. She um, tweeted about it. She talked to Ray personally, said his leg isn't broken. Um, he still is hurt. We don't know to the extent of it. So he might be okay to wrestle for next Saturday. He might not. We don't know. So obviously... If we get a report while we're recording these two episodes, then we will confirm it. But right now, it's a little bit up in the air with him. Well, see, I just read about something about an hour ago saying he was cleared, like oh, completely okay, cleared. Good. But that's just internet hearsay. I mean, if Taya Valkyrie saying she got this from Phoenix's mouth, then I'm kind of gonna have to side with Taya. Then you know, some internet rumor. Exactly. So Agreed. that's why. And she's obviously really she that's where a lot of her training was in Mexico. And she knows a lot of them. So I out of all she's close to them. So and I was that was very nice of her to like tweet everyone so they could be assured. So um, and to make sure you had the things. correct information. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard in wrestling media, which will also be uh, another episode about incorrectness going around in so-called certain wrestling journalists and media (laughs) but because them being so well it's just frustrating especially like us we're just starting out and it's just making wrestlers kind of not want to talk to certain avenues especially like podcasts and different um, YouTube um, YouTube channels and stuff because of like some of the dirt bags are ruining for the rest of us. So that will be yeah another episode. That um, another big thing is something that has affected me sort of is the apparent um, over scalping, which I won't say apparent. It's recorded the scalping of AEW's tickets for their first two um, TV um, TV tapings. Place and yeah. these, they were asking $600 for a ticket, for one ticket. I'm like, come on. Where, where are you going to be? Way up there where they're not even bleachers? It's just like wooden flats for you to sit on at this point? They're bad. Um, scalper tickets are really bad. I know you can probably count for this too, Tit. Well, you still live there. I'm just from there. But 
in Cleveland, especially Cavs season, especially when the Cavs were like hot, the Cavs were the Cavs, and especially, I want to say, I think the worst it was, I think it was the first time they went to the finals, I believe, and scalping was really bad. I don't know if you want to correct me on this. I think it was then. It was really bad. Yeah, it was the first time. Um, They were selling tickets. And because LeBron is such a commodity, um, the tickets I saw, they were going for like 900 a grand each. Jesus, man. They were not playing. And like, they were selling tickets for you to stand outside. Because here in Cleveland, when they do the... um, when they have the games and we're in the playoffs, Don't especially play if we get outside. to the finals, they have those big ass watch parties. And yep. if you can't get inside, you pay five bucks and you can be outside. And the yeah. food trucks are out there, and you know you can have. They have the beer truck out there. They have all kind of stuff out there. It's really nice. And they did that, they did that when the Lightning went to the Stanley Cups um, a few times and. My husband's from Pittsburgh, so anytime the Penguins were off during uh, playoff mode, they had the same thing going on there. Yeah, but you could be standing on the other side of the street and see that big-ass Titan Tron they had outside. So I didn't understand why people was paying $5 to begin with. Cause you could see I, or I would just go to the Winking Lizard because people would go there afterwards anyways, or they would go down West 6. So I was like, why would you go spend five dollars to go watch it outside on it or twenty dollars where the fuck it was that you bought the tickets for when you could just go to a bar watch it there because you're gonna go to especially if they win you're gonna go to a bar afterwards anyway so why are you like it's just too much motion but the same bar got a whole bar thing they got restaurants they got bars they got a big ass TV screen outside. So, so that's I don't like understand. I didn't understand why people didn't just go over there. But or whatever. Just do the smart thing. Go, buy a bunch of food, get a bunch of beer, get your friends over, do their if they win or lose, you'll be fine because you're at home. Your friends and whoever crashed your house, man, because I'm gonna tell you, from personal experience, as soon as you leave them here. I don't know how's up there where you guys are at, but I know in Florida, especially around Tampa, and hell, even here in Tennessee, you walk out of that, um, you walk out from anywhere, there are cops all over the place. And the major arena we have here, the Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville, yeah, they didn't sell alcohol, so that's why a lot of places went to Nashville or Memphis. Like Raw came back, what two years ago, a year and a half ago, left to for the first time ever. Because a lot of people don't go there because it's alcohol. But I guarantee you, there's cops all over the place because they know people smoke alcohol in somehow. Um, They don't sell... It's not Ohio State. I think Michigan. This is Mich- I think Michigan... Um, fuck Michigan. Um, They don't sell <laughs> alcohol inside their stadium. Another reason why Ohio State's better than Michigan. But yeah, AEW, um, obviously, uh, Pittsburgh, this uh, for the Pittsburgh show, um, obviously the ticket situation was a lot better. 
I don't know if because I had a bunch of people contacting them. I know I was one of them because I was like, you, I know you want to cater so much to the fans. I was like, I'm not telling you to be an asshole, but I'm just letting you know from a business perspective, this is going to like backfire unless you come with some sort of deal with scalping. You can't come musical art, music artists do it all the time with um, Vivid and StubHub. They're like, okay, you can have this many seats. That's it. If I see more then obviously we're going to have issues. And I think that's kind of what they did because um, I didn't hear. And also funnily enough, because of that, both the Charleston didn't sell out and neither did um pittsburgh shows and charleston is literally in charleston west virginia i don't know if that's i don't think that's a wrestling town but i know pittsburgh is so that's how i was like obviously the fast sellouts were due to the ticket scalping i mean we're just gonna call a thing a, a thing pennsylvania pennsylvania is really big wrestling i mean you know you I mean, Philadelphia, that's the home of ECW right there. Yes. So, the only reason, only reason I'd ever go to Philadelphia. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I'm a Kings fan. I'm a, look. hatred for the Philly. I got no, look, it's not their teams. I got a problem with the Eagles fans, with Philadelphia Eagles fans. Born and raised in Tampa. Their first, when, didn't they win their first Super Bowl, like, a year ago? Yeah. Here, here's my issue. Born and raised Tampa girl. I love me some Buccaneers. I don't care much for them now, but like when they, like 2002, 2003 bucks, that was my team. I was, you know, I remember watching that game when they beat the Eagles. And that was a big deal to us because we were the little team that couldn't, you know, like no one thought Tampa Bay would ever go the distance and go there. Know how that feels. You know, <laughs> yeah. You we guys really okay. know how that, yeah, we very know. We how know. That feels. You guys will get there one day, I promise. Shout out to every anyone who's a Cleveland fan, especially people who are a Browns fan. We yes. we're gonna we're gonna get there. We're we're getting there, you guys. They look real nice in the preseason. They look nice, yo. I'm Thoughts like, Ooh. oh, we're he's just getting some playoffs. All right, thank so- please. We, we had a player on the Bucks, and his name was Joe Juravicious. Like, sweet. Like, this is what I liked about the Bucks at that time. They were, like, the sweetest, nicest guys you could ever meet. We had Mike Alsot. We had uh, Joe Juravicious. We had uh, John Lynch, who was, like, my fifth future husband at that point. In life. I remember, I remember Juravicious. He was pretty nice. Well, Juravicious and his wife lost a baby. Um the baby it was just was sick and um they lost it before preseason started and you know season started and first game was against Philadelphia and there were Philadelphia fans behind the uh Bucks Bucks bench and for the first half of the game all they did was make fun of Jurovicious and his wife for losing their child. So I have no love for Philly fans after they them pulling shit like that. That sounds oh, a lot terrible. like wrestling fans. So yeah. the way I would say it is like you can't blame it on the city. Like that's a marginalized piece of Philly. Not everybody's like that. But that's why they won the Super Bowl, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the saying. Listen to the 911 calls. Do you think the cops are going into a, like a post-apocalyptic war zone or something like that? And yes, I know I pronounced it wrong. I have a stuffy nose. Shut up, internet. <laughs> 
No, it's like um, people are assholes when it comes to certain sports. They just, the worst, it brings out the worst in people. And they can say some of the most dastardly things, but that happens on the internet. That happens anywhere because they feel protected from where they are. If they were standing in his face, they would not have that much balls. Period. Well, apparently he heard them and um, he called security. And from what I remember, security tried to get him out and they tried to fight security and they ended up getting tased.
getting ready to be a senior when Confessions dropped. It dropped on March 21st. I, I was starting my semester of college. Jeez. I was older than you, and I still wasn't paying four hundred dollars to go see him. But it was so. But listen, but I really, I loved Usher. I really wanted to go because of Kanye West, because um, college dropout hadn't been out for very long, and this is like when Kanye started getting traction. And John Legend didn't even have a full album out yet. He only had like a single or two singles out, and no one knew who the fuck he was. So we were obviously like we were playing like you were paying for like the other talent there. But also I don't looking back, I don't mind paying for that is because of the talent that was there. Okay. I get because you got, you got to see we got to see Kanye. That Before was pretty crazy Kanye. And then you got to see John Legend. So that's cool. I still ain't gonna pay four hundred dollars. I'm sorry. I'll pay worst. I'm gonna pay worst when I go to WrestleMania. So I don't know what. <laughs> oh my god. The amount you're probably gonna spend on WrestleMania is probably gonna be more than the amount I spent at Camp Anarchy. But that was like three days, and like had like. How much did you spend? Um, I think I okay. Tickets each were like. For a three-day camping pass, so that pretty much like means we were camping on the grounds. Um, about four hundred dollars for two tickets. So they were two hundred a piece. Yeah. And, and that's then, it. Well, then we had all weekend beer passes, and then you have to calculate food, merchandise, all that jazz. Um, I checked my bank account, and after I added it up, I cried. Well, how because much was it? Oh, well, let's see. Um, the beer passes were like, <sighs> crap. I drank too much this weekend, and my husband's not here. So, um, uh, I think we ended up spending almost two thousand dollars on beer. Not <laughs> uh, the same. The whole thing, because even merch, like the cheapest shirt, was twenty five bucks, and we bought a shirt for me, him. Our kiddo, like three friends of ours, and they were all like 25 bucks. I bought a uh, windbreaker because it got cold for like 40. And then you have to add in food, and that's not exactly cheap. Like a slice of pizza costs like 10 bucks. What? Yeah, it was a huge piece, but then like. Did it walk into your mouth when you got ready to eat it? Uh, no, I wish it did. When you're drunk. <laughs> when you're drunk and it's 5 a.m. Or 5 p.m. and you just trying to shove something in your mouth, you kind of wish it would just self-insert because you're just like, that just sounds like Coachella prices. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but at least, like, at least there it was, it was fun. As long as you're having, I think the moral of the story is, kids, you can spend money, but just make sure you're having fun. Because if you have fun, that's one thing. If you walk out miserable, like Firefest. Hmm. We've all worked for fire, Firefest. Oh, funny thing is, I thought about going to, me and a few of my friends thought about going to that. Oh, because man. we were, because we were going to go to Coachella, but um, tickets sold out really quickly. And two of our other friends went to Coachella 
And then we heard about that. We're like, oh, let's go to this fire. I was like, this sounds fun. And I was like, well, I want to see Blink-182. And then, like, we didn't think anything else about it. And then it was coming up. And we're like, it's too late. And we're like, oh, we'll go to it next year. (laughs) Nah, that man was sucking dick just to turn the water on. I was like, whoa. Hey, man. Oh, you see the Netflix one? He just was like, I was fully prepared to go in there and suck this man's dick to get this water turned back on. That also sounds like a wrestling story, too, when you really think <laughs> about it. Like, that whole documentary, I was like, I feel like this, you could, like, sub this in for, like, a ECW or, like, a WCW because it was just off the walls, just, like, a bunch of people just doing whatever the fuck they want and not really thinking shit all the way through. I was like, God, this is... got all easy. Oh, yeah. All right. Got a slap on the wrist. Uh, Besides that, any other news from the other side that we should know about? Um, I'll talk um, a little bit with NXT UK um, since I feel like no one watches it and people should watch NXT UK. Um, Just really quick, I'll go over... um, Kaylee Ray and Tony's rivalry is starting to really get good. Um, obviously, it's starting to take a personal turn, but it's awesome. Um, the two remaining um, people on um, British Strong Style members that are in that still are in England, um, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, attacked all of Imperium, and it was wonderful. And Tyler wore his little booties and his new mustache um, sock shirts that him and Seven are promoting, which I bought. Shame on me, but whatever. They're going to be cute. Even I don't wear <laughs> socks, but I bought them. I was wearing them around the house. <laughs> and then also, um, there's a new, um, they added a new girl to their women's division. Obviously, I think she's going to be in and out like a lot of the girls because they're still independently signed um her name is Shax I just loved her look she dressed up like a circus ringmaster and I was just really into it um she looks a little bit green she's she's young um funnily enough um she was trained by um Paige's mom um Soraya I don't remember her real name, but her stage name is Soraya. So that was a good little, a fun little tidbit that the commentary threw out there as well. And also, um, Gordon and Andrews will be added to the takeover event for the tag team championships, which I hope they will capture because I love them. And Mark Andrews has the best, one of the best wrestling theme songs out there which um, happens to be sung by a band that he's in called Junior. And you guys should check them out. They're on Spotify, um, Apple Music. Um, they Their newest CD just came out, I want to say about three weeks ago, and is doing pretty well. And one of their songs is actually being used as one of the NXT Loud themes which I thought was really cool on NXT to do that for them as well. That sounds really cool. Yeah, and the song is called... I'm blanking. It's called Brick by Brick. It's really fun. Um, Check them out. I've been been listening to their album, Beautiful Life. It's awesome. So um, that's it on that end. 
All right, cool. Well, keep an eye on it. Breaking. All right, guys. So I sound too much like a damn reporter. I need to quit that shit. Uh, <laughs> all right. So round two of King of the Ring is starting up on Monday. So far, we have advancing from Raw, Samoa Joe, and Cedric Ale- uh, Cedric Alexander. Woo! And then SmackDown, yes. we have Andre. We on SmackDown we have Andre- Andrade and that motherfucker Elias. Fucking up my bracket. You know how bad this is my OCD. You know how bad this is killing my OCD right now. I love it. I love it because I was right. You guys were wrong. It makes me feel empowered. <laughs> oh fuck you too, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on that note, I'm gonna pour myself a drink because I earned it. Thank you very much. I hope your drink is full of nothing but cake batter. <laughs> <laughs> For those of y'all who don't know, Tiff's been baking all weekend, and she, uh, when I first talked to her after she was done, I, she sounded so broken. It was so bad. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. He fucked up my money. (laughs) If I see Elias at a... No, actually, it's Kevin's fault. If I see Kevin at a meet and greet, I'm telling him he owes me 40 bucks. Alright, so uh, next brackets we got for this Monday. We have Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre and Miz versus Baron Corbin, which I'm kind of wavy about that one now because Miz was on SmackDown. So I'm like, oh God, please don't, please don't fuck up my brackets again. And then on I Tuesday, I think mine's gonna get messed up because of this one. Uh, I do. Yeah, I'm not happy about this. And then um, Tuesday, we have a match that I'm looking forward to: is Ali versus Buddy Murphy and Chad Gable versus Shelton Benjamin. I think these are gonna be two of the gr- probably two of the greatest matches for King of the Ring this year. Just these two alone on SmackDown. Well, I'm not the greatest fan of Shelton Benjamin or Gable, but I do recognize great wrestling skill when I see it. So I'm going to be okay with watching it, but I'm really looking forward to Ali and Buddy Murphy's match. I think Buddy Murphy's going to snap, but I still pick Ali over Murphy. But I could be wrong. Ali needs it more than Murphy, especially after Murphy, like Murphy pinned Daniel Bryan. Like, that's a huge, that's a huge deal. He's had so, two matches already back-to-back. He had Roman Roman before, and then last week he had Daniel. So he's already had two of the biggest matches, like two of the biggest WWE superstars of his career at this point. Yeah, but they just took Ali's win from him, you know, just stole all of his momentum. He could have been the one to go up against Shinsuke. And instead of having him come out there on The Miz's show and have this con- this confrontation between them two to set up Night of, you know, Clash of Champions with them, they did it with The Miz. Yeah. Which sucks. Because, like, we're not, and we're not taking anything away from The Miz. Do not think that. The Miz is a great Intercontinental Champion. But this He's whole... He's the best recent one. Him yes. and him and Seth are the best, re- like, modern... And I say recent. I want, I say recent the last 
on say five to six years, they're they're yeah, the two yeah, best man. intercontinental okay. champions that we've had in a few years. How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll let you get back to the podcast. Yeah, and we're we're not taking away from anybody, but I don't like this being on one show and then showing up. Because what was the point of Miz TV on SmackDown if the Miz is not on SmackDown? When are they going to end the shit? I hate the wild card rule with a passion. If you're on Raw, stay on Raw. If you're on SmackDown, stay on SmackDown. Stop trying to fucking complicate my goddamn wrestling shows. I just want to watch wrestling. <laughs> she went from being mad to crying. You heard that? I know. <laughs> At least I want Gable to win out of him, Shelton Benjamin. Even though I know okay. I really like Shelton Benjamin, but I've liked him from like back in the day when he was like. Team Angle and that shit. Yeah, and the Golden Stand. Like, I fucking loved them. But I think Chad Gable, again, if you guys have not watched it, I will shout this to the freaking rooftop. Um, a few weeks ago, there was the main event of 205 Live was gentleman Jack Gallagher, which I want him to be on TV, like actual TV. That guy is so freaking talented. Yeah. And just his look. His, He's just fun his to watch. Yeah, his no, and just like how he looks, like he looks so different. I'm like, yeah. why isn't he on TV? And just how he carries, I just, I just love his aesthetic and every. I'm like, why isn't he on TV? I'd put him on TV in two fucking seconds. Yeah, but he had a really great um, match with him and Chad Gable, and it probably, and that's like one of my match of the year candidates. Like, it was just such a good match. And so good. But, yeah, I I really I like Chad Gable. I don't think he will get very far, but I will think he will get past this round at least. Um, I'm still going for Ricochet to win. Yeah. That's my... I'm, I'm still... It's either, a, it's either Ricochet... It's either Ricochet or Andrade. Those are, or those are my two. I'm going McIntyre to win this whole thing. I think McIntyre is going to take Ricochet out. I'm going to hold to the Miz taking out Corbin. I'm, I'm going to hold to that and pray to the gods that that segment was to just introduce Sami Zayn as his, you know, talking piece or whatever. Yeah. I, I think Ali's going to be Buddy Murphy, so I'm going to take... Ali in the button the Murphy and Ali fight. And then I'm gonna I agree with Nicole. I think Gable is gonna go over on Shelton Benjamin. I I still think that Drew McIntyre is gonna be the one to win the entire King of the Ring. See if WWE was smart, they would put it on one of the new guys. And as much as I love 
Joe, my love for him will never die. And, you know, I want to see either, I want to see Ricochet, I want to see Andrade or um, Cedric win it. Because, you know. I mean, like, what? You're bringing Why not Drew? Like, Drew's been a flunky ever since he came up from the from the from NXT. He's okay. been at Ziggler's side. Then after that, he was basically Baron Corbin's little little man. And then after that, he was Shane's man. Like, and I'm not saying that Ali and Andrade or Ricochet or any of those guys don't deserve the shine. I'm not saying that at all, but you got value in Drew McIntyre. You have a viable candidate to be a, a really good heel champion right now. Why not use it? Like, Drew naturally draws heat as a heel. Why are you shying away from Drew? Because Drew McIntyre bores the shit out of me. He has done... They, I don't know, and I know it's not him. It's his character. Drew, McIn- Drew McIntyre bores the shit out of me because he's, to me, he's just another big guy who finishing move is a boot to the face, which if you go to your local punk rock show, you can get one of those free of charge. <laughs> and and he, his character bores me. He, you know, and like, I will steal this from you. He's just been a flunky. They have not done it. Oh, I'm the Sc- I can't do a Scottish accent to save my life right now. I'm not even going to fucking try it. Oh, I'm the Scottish psychopath. Blah, 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 blah. I'm the one who did a punk-ass bitch move that took out Dean Ambrose from TV. Blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, I can't take you seriously. If you're supposed to be the scary motherfucker, then be a scary motherfucker. And I'm sorry, last time I checked, the definition of a scary motherfucker is not being someone's lap dog. And that's all he's been. He's done nothing to impress me. None of his rivalries have done anything to keep me, like, interested in anything he's doing. And I think he's boring. Excuse my sinuses. Like I said, I've been sick the last couple of days. If they make Drew King of the Ring, uh, he, I mean, that's not going to be nothing. If you put it on a guy like Cedric or Ricochet or Andrade or Ali or whatever, whoever... That's gonna bring attention because you have some, you have people who Ricochet is the guy who they said is bringing the edge back to WWE. Wouldn't you want to give that to someone who could turn into younger fans or people who necessarily don't watch Raw? But like Cedric Alex, uh, Alexander, for example, you have people who watch 205 Live. And maybe they don't watch Raw because they're just like, oh, Cedric's not on it. Whatever. You have a younger, fresh-faced guy who's actually gonna be pushed by the company. You're going to watch that. McIntyre's been there for what? A year, two years on the main roster? And he has done absolutely jack shit. But is that really McIntyre's fault? No, it's, it's not. not really his fault. I mean, they kind of pushed him. But I'm just over his type of character. And this is just me. I'm just drained of the big, huge monster guy. You're who- not. I'm right there with you. Just like is just dominant and she's brooding and blah blah. This big ass fucking black trend. Like I don't give a fuck. Like go sit down somewhere. I'm just bored of that arc <laughs> archetype. Like I'm just so bored of it. 
And yes, he's athletic and he's a fantastic wrestler. I get, I get that. But I'm just, I don't like all that encompasses his character. Like just that overly hyper masculine, like overly brute guy. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not into it. Yeah. I just, I don't want to see it because that just, is just too dated for me. And it's just the how wrestling is now and just what, just like what's more, like what appeals to like this generation, like they're at, like they're athletes. Like we want to see you like, like you don't have to do like, uh, okay, like for example, like I love Ricochet. You don't have to do like 15 roundabouts for me to be entertained. But I just like do some, I just can't, like his matches are too slow for me. But, and he hasn't learned how to pick it up enough unless he has someone that's smaller. Unlike if you look at Roman Reigns, who is really, and if you have noticed the past um, few matches, and since he's like really like been back, been back, and you can tell that he's more healthier, he's like changing up his moveset more. Yeah, there's a little more speed, there's a little bit more height, you know, Roman's trying to stay relevant and trying to compete exactly and that's what you should do so that's why i'm more entertained by him now and it's like even though i'm not too excited because again he's one of the big brute like archives so i'm not like i love roman i'm not like a huge fan i like i love what he's about and all that good stuff i'm not gonna put on a roman match i'm not excited for a roman reigns match i rather watch something like an ali and someone or i rather watch like honestly i rather watch a good tag team match i rather watch freaking um and they're fantastic they need to get showcased more i rather watch um heavy machinery against like the new day or something like someone like it's just like a good it's just oh god it's just so many problems with that in my mind i like mcintyre i think I don't think he was used correctly at all. I think he should have had the same build that Joe had when he came. If he had the same build, then it would it would have looked he would come in in a different light. It wouldn't just be a big guy who's dominating and brooding. You wouldn't have like another Lesnar style heel coming in. But if it wasn't if it's not going to be Drew then I would prefer it be somebody like Samoa Joe. It's no shade to Andrade, to to anybody else who's in the tournament, from Ali to Cedric to Andrade. I love all three of those guys. And I think for the most part, they are the three top entertaining superstars we have. In comparison to the other guys that are in the tournament, they're going to put on the best shows. I don't have an issue with that. Where my mind, the way my mind works is my thinking is, look, Joe has been here longer than all of these guys and has not held one title except for the United States Championship. To me, that is unacceptable. He should have been champion at least once on either show. He hasn't been a champion of caliber. I'm not talking about the IC Championship or United States Tag Team or anything like that. I'm talking Universal or WWE Championship. He hasn't held either of them, and he's competed to try to hold both of them. It's against Styles 
And in the triple, in a fatal four way, he did it again on, on Raw when he was still wrestling over there. All I want, I want a, some, I want a heel champion that you can hate. I want that. I want somebody you hate that you see, and you want somebody who's good, who has a great personality, who's got a great ring set to come and take the belt off of him. So if you give the belt to somebody like Joe, like McIntyre, even Andrade, because Andrade's a good heel, okay? Give it to them. You can have guys with the likes of Ali. And if Murphy was a face or like an anti-hero, that would work. You can have that play a part in, in taking that belt from them. I still say Drew is a viable champion caliber character it just has to be reworked he may not fit the mode of what everybody is expecting smaller guys quicker matches fast-paced matches but sometimes a good old traditional smash fest is what you need i'm not saying that's gonna be something you have to look at every single week but i mean no, my here no my problem with mcintyre galloway whatever when he first came into the WWE, when he was Drew Galloway, everyone's like, oh, he's the next big thing. He was handpicked by Vince McMahon to basically be the next John Cena. He was going to replace Cena and be the face of the company and be, you know, the, the big guy. The, he, wants, he, he wanted to be the guy. And he fizzled out because, you know, he couldn't do it. It was too much stress on him. And I'm not saying that's his fault, but he goes out, he, you know, makes his own name. Mac, he changes his name to McIntyre. He does his thing in the Indies. He comes back. There's so much hype around him. And they haven't done anything with him. And I'm just like, he, he is boring to watch. He put me, he put me to sleep one night when he was on the mic. I was watching Raw. I was watching a replay of Raw on Hulu. A promo. And I fall asleep, and the next thing I know, I wake up, and there's my hooch saying, are you still watching? <laughs> no, I just, I mean, he doesn't, Drew McIntyre, as a character, just bores the shit out of me, man. And, I mean, I mean to each his own, that's what I'm going to say, but honestly, I don't see, they've done nothing with him except use him as an, enfor- as an enforcer. And you notice when they use these big bruiser guys as enforcers, that's what they're pigeonholed as for the rest of their time in the WWE. And also, like, we haven't had, I don't remember the last time a face has won King of the Ring, also. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the last for quite some time. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're like the, the last, last four. And what was the last four? It was Booker T, King Regal, Barrett. Booker T, King Barrett, and then Sheamus. They were the last four, and they were all heels. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm sure my bracket's going to be busted to shit by tomorrow. But oh, my ass is already busted. Monday. I gave up. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, I also kind I also kind of, I want a phase two to win it because I, and I was, and I haven't had a chance to rewatch the old King of the Rings on the networks because I've just been too busy but another thing is I was like I want I kind of want a face to win too because I was like I don't remember the last time we even had a face king in the ring I was like, I can't pull one for recent memory and I have a bunch of useless um, wrestling knowledge stored in my brain so I know if I can't 
automatically pull it. It must have been a long time. Bret Hart? Yeah. Was Bret a heel or a face when he won King of the Ring? I think, I think he, he was, was a face. face. So, yeah. He was that, a face. I think, I think that long since Bret Hart. Jesus. What about Austin? Was he a heel when he won? I don't I don't classify. He's a category. He's kind of like so. an anti-hero? No, he's just oh. whatever. We don't count him as yes. No, I love Austin, but I don't, I don't cat him. I have a very difficult time categorizing him and also Becky Lynch at the same time because I just, it's just a jumbled mess because it's like, are they're like a tweener sometimes, they're anti-hero, so they're just like, whatever, they're, the, they're, they're them, they're them. So that's how I feel Austin during that time. He's him. He's in a entire different category. So he breaks up that bracket. Well, he he was kind of a heel because he was going up against Jake the Snake, and that's when Jake the Snake was making his big return to the WWE, like his redemption run. Um, oh for, yeah, oh, yeah. So, and, you know he, he was, was a heel. So I watched the promo again yesterday because that's probably one of my favorite wrestling promos of all time was the birth of Austin 316. And he like was just saying some horrible shit to Jake. And I remember seeing that as a kid and crying. And I'm like, why are you saying that to him? He came so far now. Like just crying. But like now you look back and you're just like, wow, Jake really. Wow, he let that man sit there and say that about him. I don't care. I would have beat his ass in the... But that's how those old school guys were. Like, they were very, like, the betterment for the business the story. story and the business. And you can yeah. pull that shit because people fight, fight. Hell I yeah. I somebody. I beat someone's fucking ass. I was reading this, or I was—I heard this from somewhere. I think it was a—it was a podcast somebody was doing, and um, they're talking about a storyline where the fabulous Freebirds, and this was back in the territory days, so this is like 60s, 70s, something like that. And uh, the the fabulous Freebirds were was feuding with like the junkyard dog, and at one point, you know, they do they did this storyline where they throw like substance in the dog's uh, junker dog's eyes and there was like acid and it made him go blind and they really sold this shit like junkyard dog would walk around blind with a like glasses and a cane because you know back what? then like everything was real back then so they were playing it up that the fabulous freebirds actually threw something in the junkyard dog's face to make him go blind Oh, and, okay. So that kayfabe was still in existence. Oh, kayfabe was hard, man. Like they were getting, um, like the fabulous Freebirds. They were losing shows because people were like threatening to like go in there and kill them, like in the stadiums and stuff, or planning to jump them. And they were interviewing. They were talking about Junkyard Dog, and um, Junkyard Dog came down to the ring one day, and he had you know the cane and the glasses or whatever. And uh, there was a fan sitting behind him. And he goes, don't worry, dog. I got, like, the fan leans over and whispers in the junkyard dog's ear. He goes, don't worry, dog. I got this. And, like, dog kind of looks down with, like, the corner of his eyes. This guy had snuck a gun or, like, a gun or a knife into the arena. And he was going to jump in the ring and go after the fabulous Freebirds for a parent for kayfabe blinding the junkyard dog. And the the whole time, junkyard dog's like, do I go? Do I move? Do I tell somebody? But, like, luckily there was, like, a security guard, like, walked right past him at the moment. So, like, the guy had snuggled a weapon in and, like, they 
took the guy out and Junkyard Dog was just like, that was probably one of the scariest fucking moments of my life. Wow. That's a lot. So K-Fab was live and well because they would not be able to pull that shit today. <laughs> That's bad. Real. Scary sight. Well, we're going to see what happens. King of the Ring, hopefully, you know, want to have good matches. Um, so let's move on to the big announcement from WWE today, or actually this week, not today. Again, sorry if I sound super annoying. My son, I had really bad sinus cold the last couple of days, and this is the first time I've been able to talk. Um, so XFL teams have been announced, and I want to give a quick shout out to XFL Daily on Instagram. Um, he actually put a list of all the, the official XFL teams their names and everything and if you want to keep up to date with xfl news just follow him um his his instagram page is great and he's always constantly updating so because a lot of stuff is going on with good old xfl um do you guys remember the xfl when it first came out i just remembered the guy with the i remember they had like your jersey names because they they didn't make them have their last name. I just remember the guy whose jersey name was He Hate Me. Yeah. Like, what? What was his he, name? I, can't I don't know his real name, but he is a fucking doofus. Because I look back on it, I was like, who? Like, who comes up with that? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did you say? <laughs> his jersey name was He Hate Me. What? Jesus. XFL gave them options to whether put like a nickname or a fake name on their jersey, and some people That's stay with the stupid. Well, I mean, they he went. I don't remember the guy's actual name, but I know like he went and played in the NFL for like a couple years. And then um, there's one guy, Tommy Maddox, who plays for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers right now. He was actually in the XFL. I can't remember what team he was on, but he's like one of the very few guys who went from the XFL to the NFL. And honestly, um, I'm just going to run through these teams real quick, but we can dedicate a whole episode to the XFL. Um, and I would like to I do that. I don't remember anything about the XFL except for that players got injured a lot. Yeah, like um, I said, they, they had changed those rules from the NFL league rules so you can do those illegal hits. Mm-hmm. And... I, I, my husband's more into the sports than I am. So when I, I would ask, you know, I'm asking him like, well, what happened? And he just was like, they were getting injured all the time. Ugh. It just it, was a lot. It's a whole lot show. Cause like the first, um, the first game of XFL season back in like what, 2003 or whatever it was, um, 2002, something like that. And uh, the first opening play, because they used to scramble for the ball, there was no coin toss. You had like team, like guys crashing into each other for the ball. I think the guy got like an elbow or or, like some injury to his arm and he was out for the entire season. Yeah. And not to mention, these guys had to pay for their own insurance and they were getting paid shit compared to other sports leagues. Well, at least they had insurance. Oh. Hit, hit, wrestlers don't. Yeah, wrestlers don't. I mean, but that's a whole other episode too. Because, well, what, what, what do our listeners think? Do you want a story time? If you've never, if you don't remember the XFL or you weren't around to live it, because oh my God, you're a youngin. Um, please let us know on our social media. 
Um, if you want us to talk about the old XFL or leave it where it deserves to be in the shitter and never spoken of again, um, just let us know because I still have the Orlando I still have Orlando Rage merchandise. What the fuck? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Where did you even get merchandise for XFL? Like I didn't even think like stuff when, like I didn't even okay. think that existed. When it first, <laughs> first came out, dude, like me and my brother we were just like, okay, you know what? This shit may not last. <laughs> My brother was psychic, I guess, at the time. Uh, he goes, we need to buy all this merch. We need to buy any single piece of merchandise that we can get. I'm like, okay. And we, again, we lived in Tampa. So we were like right down I-4 from Orlando. So we would act- we went to the mall one day because we we're like, okay, we want to try to find something. And um Sure enough, we walked right past some sports store, and they're like, XFL gear here. We have the black and red uh, football. We have Orlando Rage hat. We have a couple of, like, we were only able to get a couple of things. And um, I looked this up a couple of years ago. I'm like, I wonder if any of this shit's selling. There's so much crap of it online, but no one's buying. No one wants it. I'm not trying to be mean, but... I, I, I know. swear to God, if I can find that he hate me jersey, I'll buy it if it's a decent price. I'm gonna look on eBay. Okay? <laughs> and I'm not. I wasn't saying it'd be mean. I was just curious if it was selling, and I'm just like, okay, uh, ain't 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 worth nothing. All right, got it. So glad my daughter's college scholarship's not running on that. All right. Yeah, so. <laughs> But um, again, also Johnny uh, Menzel, Mr. Football, apparently is trying out for the XFL as well. No, he is not. Are you serious? He's a cocaine. According to XFL Daily on Instagram, again, go follow them. They're always constantly, I mean, I've never met the person who runs this, but they have been really keeping me up with XFL um, news and everything. So go follow them and they'll keep up. And what I saw on their page, it said Johnny Menzel, Mr. Football, is wanting to play for the XFL because apparently he washed out so bad in the NFL, no team would want him. Well, he washed up on our fucking team and fucked us, okay? Yeah. That, that, that's the T, okay? Johnny Menzel is a cokehead. I don't care what nobody say. If you want to sue me, fine. But the goddamn article is online to prove it. He's a coke head. Okay? White powder. The booger sugar. Okay? <laughs> he was into it. He lived it. He, he did everything he could with it besides swim in it and was out there trying to play with these big-ass dudes and was getting fucked up. <laughs> You know, at least if you're gonna do cocaine, do what Ryan Miller of the Tampa Bay Lightning did. Get, or just, just get you can do be classy. Be no,
I don't know. I'm, I got a couple screw loose. See, I can't even talk fucking right, right now, man. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I have too, but there's certain things that I just don't want to see. Like, that's one yeah, of them. Like, I don't want to see. I'm okay with semen. Not with blood. As long as as long as it's not on me anymore, I don't give a shit. That's all the way I see it. There's just there's just two types of bodily fluid that makes me just go. Ugh, ugh. I don't like it. It's semen and blood. I, I I can't I can't do that. I'm not trying to get pregnant, so I don't I don't like I don't like I don't want to see semen. I don't want to see that. And blood just makes me think somebody's gonna die, especially when I see a lot of it coming out of somebody's body. It freaks me out. So I don't, I don't like it. As long as I don't see bones sticking out, bones and bones and feces. Ugh. Had enough of that. Okay, I can deal with. I can't deal with smells. Smells is. That's a whole, that's a whole nother ball game. I can see a lot, but smelling it, that's when that throws me off. All right. So this has actually been a topic that, uh, I'm pretty sure I've experienced, Nicole's experienced, Tiffany's experienced, that we've all probably experienced this somewhere along the line, um, Ladies, let's all agree that the wrestling community is probably one of the most toxic communities to be a part of. True or false? Oh, yeah. Toxic masculinity, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it sucks because I, on one of our very um, unrecorded episodes, I know we were, well, it was recorded, but it wasn't released yet. We'll, we'll probably eventually release. I talked the about how... Show. Like, I've met like a lot of most of them aren't face to face obviously but there's just some people I encounter and I'm just like oh my god but as soon as someone starts like annoying me or I just don't want to like see anything I'll just like block them yeah, yeah well this brings up the whole stan versus fans um, now see I'm old I don't know all the new lingo that these kids are coming out with. Um, I just know back when I was back in my day, off my lawn, you kids, um, <laughs> we, we called those the hardcore fans. Like the fans were like the ones that were like, yeah, you know, I really like these guys. I'm into them. You know, I know I kind of know some of the band members' names. They're I like them, or you know, it's just whatever. You're just like, yeah, you're you're cool. You can like talk to people about it. Yeah, and right. then there's and then there were the hardcore fans that like knew their mom like the people's mom's name like the hospital they were born at what like yeah. the underwear of the week was like I'm just like what the fuck and that always kind of yeah. freaked me out and what I'm noticing is there more of a rise of a, of stands and more of a decrease of just fans whether it's fans like us or just casual fans altogether. and it's kind of freaky Honestly, and it makes me sad because um, I'm going to talk about Finn and Becky and Seth again. When those pictures got released, how much negativity did you see under those pictures, man? It was sad. They're getting married. Why can't they be happy and show their pictures on social media like everybody else? And then um, the comments 
under the pictures are just it, it, it's a little disheartening it's just like yo like I could see if it was a storyline in the WWE or you know in whatever company you see with people getting married I could see that and I could be like oh. okay that, that alright that that's warranted because it's a part of the storyline but this is a real person's life they're Yes, they are going by their ring name on Twitter, but they're actually in love with each other. They actually want to get married. I remember when Seth had the interview and said that he loved her. He said it on the interview. I genuinely love Becky, and I could see myself marrying her. I knew then, okay, he's going to propose to her very soon. It's, I was fine uh, with that. Time. I don't have any issues with that. Who am I to tell him who the fuck he can marry? And it's and it's also it was I because I was very like not with Seth for a while with that whole back and forth between him and Will Ospreay and I don't like Will Ospreay either I think he's a fucking garbage human being he's good in the ring but I just think he's just like a shit person and that's like something else that we could talk about in the future so I was just like turned off of just like Seth just all all of him for a while. But I always like his interviews. Like, there's quite a few wrestlers. Um, I don't watch this, and this sounds weird, because I watch so much actual wrestling. I don't really care to watch, like, interviews or things like that. Like, I very seldom watch interviews with people, because I just don't care. I um, He's one of the people that I usually try to catch interviews with, because they're very interesting. So it's like him, he, because he interviews very well. well. Like, I'll put it that way. Like, he, like he's one of those and wrestlers that actually interviews well. And there's not a lot of wrestlers who do interview well. That makes sense. Like, they don't yeah. have, which makes me mad because Seth has media training, but he chooses when to turn it off and on, which is yeah. very frustrating on like a very business PR level for me. <laughs> I'm just like, just like, oh, just like, shut your fucking mouth. And then sometimes you're like, wow, like, Jesus, why couldn't you talk like this a few weeks ago? Like, why do you do this? But that's like besides the point. But when he had that interview and it was just like very frank and he was like, I was at the point of my life that he was like, I kind of was like, all right, I'm not going to really, I don't think I'm going to find a person that's like, that's going to like really fit with me and then mm-hmm. he was like I'm and he was like and I was okay with that and I just thought that was very interesting because both of you two are married and mm-hmm. I'm like I'm perpetually single so that was just kind of also refreshing to hear that he was like at the point that he was like I have great people around me. I'm sick. I was like, I have a good career. I love what I'm doing. I love my fans. And if I don't find like a life partner, then okay. Like I'm okay with my, I'm okay to just live my life. And I think that's also a good thing for people they hear, especially nowadays. So you're not yeah. so pressured into being in a relationship just to be in a relationship yeah because everybody's not built for that yeah not everybody's built with that and then so that's what i just thought that was very um i just thought that was very mature of him and then 
he was just I was at the point of sure like I was okay with that but he's and I think and my this is just me because I'm very like karma and like things coming back to you I think since he was okay with himself he was I think this is probably maybe I don't know him but just the way he talked and maybe he was at a point that he this is the first time in his life or the first time in his long time he felt truly okay with himself and that's mm-hmm. how you find someone yeah that, it's true 100 percent. yep and that's what happened and that was someone who was his friend that he already trusted Right. Because in that business is hard because you're travel so much. And I think that was his thing. Like he just he just found a partner. And that's what it is. And that's what marriage and to just be dating, like he just found like that's his partner. He I he can tell he loves that girl. He really loves and adores her. He's just entrapped by her and amazed amazed by her. And I just think anybody's lucky to have that. Yeah. I told you guys um, before we even started recording tonight that we have seen Seth grow up. And I, what I meant by that was like his maturity level has definitely changed from like all the shit that happened when he first signed, you know, the, the infamous pictures and, you know, his oh God. behavior like that people were talking about. <laughs> It, it's kind of it's kind of mellowed out because that whole well to me I think it's mellowed out and that whole thing with you know um, what's your tits Caitlyn's ex husband try to say something about it trying to get I like, think that's I, bullshit because didn't he was like he's literally crazy like legitimately yeah. like terrorized her so I was like you need to go sit the fuck down somewhere because you literally terrorized your ex-wife so you don't oh, even go there. Divorce you? why are you talking about this shit now yeah like, he was just like I said he was just doing it for clout yeah. but um you know like Seth kind of Seth didn't say anything he just kept his mouth shut he let you know um and also I think after the whole him and Will Ospreay thing um Paul Heyman went up to Seth and he goes, you need to end this thing between you and him, like, right now. And, like, he, the way he told Seth, like, I, that was basically what he told Seth. He goes, you need to end this right now because this is not making the company look good and this is not making you look good. I think when it comes to Seth Rollins and his um, maturity level, you, you're forced to grow up in, when you're in the WWE. You either get to the level where you can like like i would say the best way for you to be is to be like roman where you say little but your presence says a lot um somebody like aj styles his his record speaks for him oh you yeah know what i'm saying so he doesn't have to say anything it's it's not really that he grew up it's just that time can change a lot of things and you're in this in this industry you realize that you're responsible for a lot of things so you're it's an imperative that you change not necessarily for the company but more so for yourself because of how you present yourself it it will reflect badly on the company true enough but i would be more concerned with how it badly reflects on me like i wouldn't want nobody to see me as some little ass kid you know what i'm saying just acting like a fucking asshole on Twitter and Facebook all and Instagram all day, every day. I thought the argument with Will Spray was ignorant. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
There was no need for that argument. You didn't have to fight with them. I felt like if you were going to do that, then that shit should have led to a match somewhere. It didn't. It was just pure two people acting like douchebags on social media. And it, it just didn't give you anything. It didn't take you anywhere. So... Well, and then the fans, and then the fans, for anyways, it was just like, which also goes into like, or some fan like tox toxicity within the fan base and like the gatekeeping uh, was like, was Seth's initial argument was not wrong. It was not the way he went about trying to explain himself was completely wrong and out of line i think if he um, articulated it a lot better it would have came across it because he was right when he originally said he was like everyone works really hard over here and i'm just sick of us getting shit on all the time which is a fact which is true. something i completely agree with and it was facts and he was like and he's like i'm going to stick up for my people yeah, and I think if he just kept building on that, then he would have been fine. But after that, and then him talking about the money thing, and just oh, just like completely like just made it turn left, and then the fans mm-hmm. didn't really help either. So I, I honestly, I, I don't like the, the 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 situation with with AEW looming. The new fans or the ship fans, I like to call them the ship fans because they jump by how the matches are structured on each show. One minute they love AEW, the next minute, oh, we're New Japan fans till we die. Then it's back to WWE or Impact or Ring of Honor or MLW or wherever. And it's just like, why can't you just like everything? Why can't you just watch wrestling? anywhere that you can get it if it's lucha underground new japan wrestling if it's mlw if it's wild wrestling whatever why can't you just watch it and enjoy it why do i have to pick between the companies there there's a reason why there's variety if we were watching basketball do i have to watch the lakers do i am i forced to be a lakers fan simply because the lakers could possibly be great do i have to watch the lakers no. You don't watch basketball to watch just the Lakers. You watch basketball because they're playing basketball. You watch football because they're playing football. So that was part one of our podcast this week. Part two will be up this Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening. And on behalf of Nicole and Alexis and myself, we appreciate every single listener that we get. And we can't thank you enough for supporting the podcast. Don't forget, like I said, on Wednesday, the second part of the podcast will be out and we will continue the discussion of the toxicity in the wrestling community. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time.